Look at your hands saying, there's a miracle in my hands. Amen. God has anointed you to lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons, to set people free. I love this, what it says in, in John 16, 23 and 24. It says, in that day, you ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask in the Father in my name, I will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you receive and your joy may, may be made full. Listen, sometimes when I'm speaking to my mountains, when I'm speaking to my problems or the problems are tr that try and drag me down, I will speak to them to get out of my way and I will add the, 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 the most important part in the name of Jesus. Not just get out of my way, but get out of my way in the name of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Well, you got to enact the name of Jesus in, in your talking every day. You need to start speaking the name of Jesus. And when you do, you throw the entire book at the enemy. Do you believe that today? Amen. Philippians 2, 10, 11 says it this way, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love that. So this tells me that in the name of Jesus, every, every person in heaven, on earth, or under earth will have to bow to that name. Think about that. Even if they don't even serve Jesus, everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Why? Because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Now, let me talk to you about our faith is measurable. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abound towards each other. I love that. So, so here in Thessalonians... Paul is saying to the Thessalonian church that their faith grows exceedingly. In other words, God doesn't want us stagnant in our faith. God doesn't want us just coasting in our faith. In other words, we need to keep moving forward and believing God. Amen. Anybody believing God in here for something? You need to continue to start believing God. Keep believing God. If you, bought, if you bought a house, believe God to pay off the mortgage. Bought a car, put it on, on payments, believe God that you're going to pay it off early. Believe, start believing God. Start putting your faith in, in operation. Believe God. Amen? And so, so we, need, we need to start increasing our faith. So our faith is measurable. Let's look at this. It says that, that he's in Luke 12, 22 and, 12, Luke 12, 22 and verse 28, uh, reading down, it says that he said to his disciples, this is Jesus, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. And so in Matthew 6, Jesus also talks about that. It's also talked about in Matthew 6 is that the, that the Gentiles worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear. But we're not supposed to be like the world. Amen. In other words, we're not supposed to be worrying about stuff. Amen. We're not even supposed to be worrying. I really believe that, that this is talking about don't worry about the future. 
How many, how many times the devil is trying to get us to worry about tomorrow? Worry about what may happen tomorrow. What could come down the pike tomorrow? No, no, no. Don't let the enemy get you worrying about tomorrow. God will give you faith for today. So Luke 28, it says this. If then God so clothe the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Okay, so what is this saying here? Well, I believe what this saying is, is that, that we're, we're supposed to be faith people. And when we're allowing worry, you know, I, I think about my, I think my wife is probably more of a faith giant than me. Amen? Because she never worries. I am always seem like I'm nitpicking, I'm, I'm worried, you know, something. You know, I'm always talking about something. Might go down. I'm always thinking the worst. Anybody ever, anybody like that out there? Think the worst? Like if it's, if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. You know, if I, you know, if I get to the parking lot, I probably be, I, I won't have a close parking spot. You know, if, you know, if I get to the store and, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to return something, they're probably going to give me a hard time. You know, <laughs> anybody like that out there? Or you just think, yeah, I'm like that at times. But my wife, she's so laid back. She's never, I'm thinking she must be a great faith person. <laughs> I'm praying all the time. She, she doesn't even spend a lot of time with a, as much time as I do in the word. And she seems like she's more cool and all hell could be breaking loose. And she's all calm. And I'm, like, and I'm almost ready to go spastic. I said, I need to spend more time with God. You know, some of us that, that worry, tend to worry about more and need to spend more time with God. I need more time with God. Amen. I don't know about you. Maybe you're not, maybe you're not the worrying type. Amen. And God doesn't want us to be worriers. He wants us to be warriors. Amen. Right. And, uh, and so, and so, and so I, I was just thinking the other day, I think, man, all hell's breaking loose in our house. You know, Christians doing something, you know, throwing stuff. And my wife is pretty calm, cool and collective. And I'm about ready to go ape. You know, I'm thinking, man, she has great faith. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, so we, we, need, we need to understand this, that, that, that great faith comes by not worrying. So, so little faith comes by worrying about everything that's going to happen. Amen. We don't want little faith. We want great faith. I like what it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says here, trust in the Lord with some of your heart. That's right. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, this is what gets us in trouble is we figure it out ourselves. Amen. And we're leaning on our own understanding because we, we, we checked it all out, figured it all out, and we and we'd say, okay, that's it. But listen, it says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So, so listen, when we're worrying, a lot of times we're not trusting we're not trusting God. You know, you, you, need, you need to trust God. He, 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 God is with you. He's for you. Uh, he has you in the palm of his hand and, 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 and he, will, he will be with you to accomplish those things that you need to accomplish in him. Do you believe that today? You know, and, and you need to believe that. And, and, and so we, 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 we need to just trust God. So a lot of times what the enemy is trying to do is get us not to trust God. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You know, praise God. You know, I, you know with this lockdown and all this, I'm thinking, how much longer is it going to be until I can get to my restaurant? You know, am I being, 
if I'm being kind, can I be real this morning? I, I, I feel for all the people that some of the people that are catching it, I feel for it. But, you know, 99 percent of the people that catch it come through it and they're OK. It's just that one percent. And, you know, I, I'm not downing the one percent, you know, but but 99 percent make it through. The odds are very high. And if you're a Christian, the odds are higher because you're divinely protected. So just don't look at the natural odds. Oh, I might get it because of the odds here. They're saying 5%. No, no, no. The odds are 100%. You're not going to get it. Why? Because you have the blood of Jesus covering you. You got the name of Jesus. You got the word of God. And you're speaking it every day. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, 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 and you're not going to get it. Amen. You're protected. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. See, we got to put our thankfulness in there. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So, so if you're going to worry, just don't pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. And one of the things is that if you pray, you've got to make sure you're not just praying the problem. Because if you're always praying the problem, you're going to worry. You've got to start praying the promise. You need to find the scriptures and say, my, it says here, me and my household will be saved, Lord. And I'm believing it also says that you're going to pour your spirit out on my sons and daughters. Glory to God. And I believe it. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't say, Lord, you know what's going on. <laughs> and you keep saying, talking to him about what's going on. It, it, pretty soon your faith will get depleted and you will have worry in your prayer time. But, but no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, I know David used to give the problem in Psalms. He would say, Lord, the enemy is doing this and that. But normally at the end, he would say, but you, Lord, you are great. You are mighty. You are glorious. You can bring us through this. You can bring me through this. So we always want to end our prayers in a positive note. It says in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, it says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting some of your care, all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So, so, so here, the, the, the really an act of humility is giving our problems to God. An act of pride is saying, I can handle my own problems. That's that that's saying you're saying when we say I don't really need God, when we when we become a prayerless Christian and we're not praying, we're not seeking God. What we're saying is we can handle life ourselves. But I'm, I'm going to say this, that you as a Christian, you are a you are a target for the devil. And, the, and, and, and when you when you gave your life to Jesus, you became an enemy and a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, and, and, and the enemy, what he's going to do, he's going to keep he's going to keep hammering you. He's going to hammer you. There's going to be times where he's there's, he's going to ease off, but he's going to come back and try to hammer you. And you're going to have to learn to stand in some faith. You're going to have to learn to back him down. You're going to have to learn to speak some word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the devil likes to beat up on people. 
And he's a bully and he will try to bully us and keep us down in fear and keep us cowering us down. But no, we need to rise up out of these ashes of defeat and keep moving forward into the place that God wants us to move into. Glory to God. We got to be like those leopards, you know, in the Old Testament. Remember those leopards? It, uh, they, the city was, was besieged and uh, they weren't allowing food to come in and the, and the city was starving and the leopards were in there, you know, it was three of them and they said, you know, one said to the other, why should we sit here and die? And they said, you know, that's sometimes with us. Why sit here and die? And they said, they, you know, the enemy might have some food. And so what's the use? If we if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go there, we might die. But at least we're, we're at least we're going to die trying. See, see, I, I, you know, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die in faith. I'm going, to try, I'm going to die speaking the promises of God. I'm going to die speak, you know, you know, walking in the word of God. I'm going to die being obedient to God. Amen. If I'm going to die. Amen. Amen. And so they said, okay, you know, let's just perhaps. And, and, and they got up and as they started marching towards the enemy's camp, the Lord revealed to the enemy that there were horses and chariots coming, a sound of horses and chariots. And the enemy got so freaked out, they, they, they ended up, uh, I think, beating themselves up and leaving the place and leaving all the plunder. And guess what? I'm telling you, those, those uh, three heroes that pressed forward and they weren't worrying about dying. We need to quit worrying about dying and start living. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We need to stop worrying about dying and start living. And then so they, they so they, they, they pushed through and they walked in that camp. And I'm telling you, there was plunder, there was food, there was fried chicken. There was, I'll tell you, they were tearing it up. And they said, you know, we shouldn't keep this all to ourselves. You know? Amen. I'll tell you, there is a promised land for those that walk in boldness and that's not willing to shrink back, but press in. Those that keep pressing in to the things of God, you will enter that promised land. It may be a process. You may have to wait 10 days. You may have, it may be a process of time. Because my Bible says through faith and patience. Pastor, did you have to go with patience this morning? Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. There's a process to the promises of God. So, so we see that. We see here uh, that an act of humility is um, not allowing worry to get us into a place of lockdown. Amen. Uh, let's look at this story here. Jesus walking on the water. It's Matthew 14, 22 through 32. We're just going to read this account here because we need, we need to put some faith in action here. And uh, it says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side. Why? He sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. See, that's a good place. You know, Jesus went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Amen. In other words, People can drain you. Amen. Life can drain you. Yes. We need to get into our mountain. It might be. Anybody have a prayer closet in here? Yes. Any prayer? Do you get into that prayer closet? Amen. You move the, 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 you know, I mean, people actually literally go into their closet and pray. Glory to God. Some of us with children, we, that's the only place we, we can get away from that. Amen. 
And, uh, and we need to have that mountain, that place to pray, because why? We can be drained. That's where we get refilled. Amen. And it says, now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea. He sent his disciples off in a boat. Tossed by the uh, waves, for the wa uh, wind was contrary. Now the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. And, you know, that's interesting in the fourth watch. Of the night. How come it's always the fourth watch? How come it's always the very end and Jesus saves us? Glory to God. And so it says, the fourth night of watch, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. So they were freaked out seeing Jesus on the water. And Peter answered him and said, uh, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And, he began, he, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith. We're talking about faith can be measured. And he says, oh, you a little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So we see here that, that Peter had bold faith. And bold faith is stepping out on the word of God when nothing is underneath you. In other words, it's always a risk to walk in faith. Because there's a risk that it might not happen. I remember that um, uh, I went to a Joyce Myers uh, meeting and I had Michael Nunes with me. Uh, Thomas, I think, was with me. And there was, was there somebody else? With, somebody else. I can't think of who it was. And, um, and so we went to, uh, and, and, they, and we got there a little late, not really early. And, um, and I have seat faith, not seed faith, but seat faith. And I said, we're going to sit up front. And, um, and uh, uh, they said, we are? I said, yeah, we're going right up front. You know, we saw some special seating up there. And, um, and while I was saying that, I was, uh, a little sweat was beating off my forehead. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. You know? And I just said, hey, we're going to go sit up front. We're going to get front row seats. And, you know, I'm the leader. It better work. Or I'm going to be looking like mud. You know what I'm talking about? And so I'm walking up there, you know, and, and there's the, the, the guards, you know, because, you know, all these big speakers have their guards, you know, their, their ushers and all that, you know, the big bouncers. And, uh, and, they're, and they're all policing the place. And I come up, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> not really. But, and, and they said, what, what do you need? I said, I said, see those seats right there, right behind Joyce Meyer's husband? Those are the seats that me and my posse want. And the guy looked at me like, okay, uh, who are you? I'm a child of the most high God. That's who I am. You know, all right, all right. you got it. <laughs> they, they sat us right there. They sat us right there. I was right behind Joyce Meyer's husband. He was drinking a Perrier. Almost went out. I like Perrier, almost, but I didn't do it. But, uh, but, you know, we got the front row seats. What? Faith will take you in the front of the line where, where, where just, just, just walking in the natural will put you in the back of the line. Are you here what I say today? Faith, God us. Remember that, guys? Was I a hero that day? I was a hero. But anyway, faith will make you a hero. Faith will bring you to a place, I'm telling you, in the, in the sweet spot of life. Faith will get you 
in the sweet spot of life. And we see here that Peter, what happened was he was doing good with his faith, but he, but he started focusing, you know, he, he, from Jesus, Jesus, as, as his eyes was on Jesus, he was doing good, but then he started looking around and he got distracted. And what the enemy will do is keep us distracted from the purpose that God has placed in our lives. Our purpose is to walk with God and bear fruit. And the enemy will try to keep us from our purpose or get us distracted from our purpose in life. And so we got to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep moving forward. Yeah. Amen. We got to keep, keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes focused on it. Keep moving towards Jesus every day of our life. How do we do that? Through studying the word, by worshiping God, by praising God, by speaking his word, by witnessing uh, to people out in the highways and byways. That's, that's moving towards Jesus by expecting Jesus to come any minute to split the eastern sky because you're the faithful follower of God. And so it was doubt that caused Peter to sink. And so the enemy will get us to doubt. I started doubting, like, when is this lockdown going to end? It's going to probably go on forever. Anybody ever said that? It, it was just me? I'm like, my Lord, Jesus, help me. I was like, I was like the disciples when they said, the disciples, Jesus said, you know, uh, Peter said, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times 70? And, 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 uh, or, or, or seven times? And Jesus said, no, not seven times. It's seven times 70. And then, they, then each of them all, you know, in, in, in unison said, help my faith to forgive, right? Give me more faith. To, it takes faith to forgive people. It takes faith to let people, let it go, amen? Let's look at, let's look at great faith. And I'm, I'm closing down here. Great faith here is this centurion that met Jesus on the road. Now, Jesus in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, this centurion came to Jesus and the centurion had a paralyzed, uh, tormented uh, servant at his house. And the centurion asked Jesus to uh, heal his servant. And what was interesting in that day, Jesus was going to people's homes praying for people and laying hands on the sick. And so Jesus was so cool about this. As soon as this centurion asked him, will you heal my servant? Uh, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. I mean, that's amazing. Jesus was all about setting the captives free. That's what we need to be about. And, and, then, and then, then the, the man says here, the centurion said, I'm a man under authority. I know how authority works. I say to this man, he goes this way. And I say this and they do this. And, and he said, all you have to do is speak the word and I believe my servant will be healed. And Jesus was like, this man is out of the box faith. This man just believes that I can just speak the word. I mean, everybody knows I go around and I touch people and I heal people that way. And I go to people's homes and that's my traditional way of healing people. But, but this centurion figured something out. He said, no, I believe you got ultimate power. I believe you can speak and, and, and heal somebody that's miles away. Amen. I, I, I believe you got, I, I believe you have the power just to speak the word. And another thing that centurion said, I'm not worthy to be even, uh, for you to even come to my house. He humbled himself under Jesus. And Jesus said, oh man, she said, people like you are going to dine at the table in heaven with, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
people like you that have faith are going to be walking in heaven. But there's going to be other people that just don't believe, that won't walk with God, that, that, that don't believe that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. And they're going to be thrown in outer darkness. Somebody say, I'm a believing believer. And, and so Jesus is saying, this man right here qualifies for king to live in the kingdom. I'm telling you, when you start walking in faith and Jesus, and Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. This great faith is takes God's word and believes it. So what do we need to do? We need, we need to continue to speak God's promises. We need to continue to speak his word, regardless of even if nothing seems like it's working. I remember that. Uh, let me just finish up with this one story. This one uh, lady went to this healing service and, and um, Brother Hagen was ministering and, and uh, uh, he had a healing anointing and he's seen many people healed at, at his services. But he prayed for this lady's daughter that had problems with her legs. It was some kind of disease she grew up with and she couldn't walk. She was, she, her, her legs were like paralyzed. And so, um, and so he, uh, Brother Hagen prayed and the power of God went into the little girl. And, but, but there was no physical evidence of her healing. And so she took the little girl home. And the next morning as her uh, ritual is that she would bathe the kid. And she, she, she drew the water and put her uh, daughter in the bathtub. And her legs were, you know, skinny, not, you know, working. And um, she said, oh, Lord, I thought, I thought Brother Hagen had an anointing to heal and and the, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to her and said, do you believe that Brother Hagin's a man of God? Do you believe what he said was a lie last night? She says, no, I don't. I, I believe he is a man of God. And I believe that he laid hands on, on my daughter. And I believe the power went in her. I believe that she's, she's healed. As soon as she said that, the power of God hit her daughter's legs. And she heard like sticks breaking. And her legs became normal. And she was healed. Glory to God. What am I saying this morning? I'm saying just because there's a delay doesn't mean there's a denial. Just because you've been waiting for a time and you haven't seen anything yet, keep your faith of keep your switch of faith turned on. Keep believing regardless. Well, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Sometimes it, it, the, the, the situations in life seem to get worse before they get better. But that's only, that only tells me that the devil is all shook up. And, he's, and all he can do is try to shake some things up. But I'm telling you, it's, it, it may get worse before it gets better, but it's going to get better. And I'm telling you, it's going to get better for, for the church. It's going to get better for our nation. God's going to bring out uh, good out of what the enemy means for harm in this lockdown, in this coronavirus. I'm telling you, God's going to bring good out of it. He's, he's raising up a mighty people of faith that's going to walk in boldness, that's going to walk in who they are in Christ. And I'm telling you, you're going to be that glorious church. You believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. And Father God, I thank you, Father, for those that are in the audience and those that are watching. And, and the, the, God's power is real. And God's power is enacted by his word and believing his word. And, and, and the Bible actually says that today is a day of salvation. This is your day. This is your day of breakthrough. This is your day for God to work miracles in your life.
So, so maybe you have not actually believed to the extent of seeing anything, or maybe you have not confessed the lordship of Jesus. I'm telling you, it begins by confessing the lordship of Jesus in your life. And if you do that, I'm telling you, God can radically change your life, change your family, get purpose in your life. Say this if you're ready to move forward in God and see some miracles this year. Say this, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I turn from sin and I turn fully to you, Jesus, the Son of God. And I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.